Welcome to the Equipus Church Surrey podcast. We hope today's message encourages and inspires you. Whoa, 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 whoa. Did you see that? Gosh, you got to watch the senior pastor. Joking. If you don't know, we're married and have four children. We've been married for 20 years. And I'd still choose Mike. I'd still choose him. To me, he's still the most handsome man in the room. (laughs) Anyway, I digress. We're talking about the anointing, aren't we? Talking about the anointing. So yes, this, we deliberately love creating space at the start of each new year to be able to pray and to anoint with oil for those that would like to receive it. There is no pressure, but I would strongly encourage you to be open um, because um, having been part of the church for a number of years, I know the impact that the anointing makes. The anointing changes things that you can't change with your hands. The anointing changes people that you can't change. The anointing changes situations. It changes your health. The anointing changes what's coming in and what's going on. The anointing has got the ability to touch places that we can't physically touch with our hands. And I really sense that God wants you to become more aware of the anointing um, in your life, on your life. And um, we're just going to talk a little bit about it because it's one of those words. It's a little bit like glory, isn't it? It's like you've heard of it, but if you try and explain it, it's a little bit tricky. And um, so the anointing, um, we see many, many times throughout the Bible, you see talking about oil, the oil in the Bible, the oil of anointing. It's mentioned over 200 times in the Bible. It's really significant. So this is not a new thing that we are doing, but this is something from way back in the Old Testament, many, many years ago. And really the, um, the oil represents the presence and the working of the Holy Spirit. If you can remember those two things, the oil, what it signifies, it represents the presence and the working of the Holy Spirit. And that word anointing, when we talk about anointing, it just means to smear, to cover, to pour over a person, an object or a thing, okay? So when we're talking about anointing, it's like it's the Holy Spirit, the presence of the Holy Spirit and the working of the Holy Spirit coming upon you, covering you, protecting you. And as many, um, you will have seen all throughout the Old Testament, priests and kings, what did they do? They anointed them to set them apart for the work of what God had for them. And um, it's, if you look at the Bible, it's all throughout the Bible. It's not just for those in the ministry. I used to think people were anointed if they were in the ministry, but we are all ministers of the gospel. And every single one of us is anointed. If you've got Jesus living on the inside of you, you carry the anointing. You carry the anointing. And I was blown away this week, just preparing for this. The first time it talks about the anointing is actually in the Old Testament with Jacob. Now, Jacob, it was a bit of a naughty boy. He was a bit of a rascal. And he managed to um, convince his dad and his brother to give him the firstborn birthright. He stole what should have been for his brother. And he was on the run. He was on the run. And he came to this place and he lay down. And that night he had a, I don't know why, but this is obviously what they did in those days. He had a rock, which was his pillow. Can't think of anything worse, but he slept there. And he had this dream, this dream. So dreams and visions the language of the Holy Spirit, dreams and visions. He has this dream and it's in the dream, there's this ladder that ascends from the earth up into heaven and there are angels going up and angels coming down. And he wakes up the next morning, he's so blown away. He just says to himself, surely the Lord was in this place and I did not know it. 
and he takes what was his pillow, the rock, stone, he makes a pillar and then he, what, he pours oil, he anoints it, that place, and he calls it Bethel, which means house of God. And it's such a beautiful picture of the anointing. Such a beautiful picture of the anointing because we, in the New Testament, we are the house of God. We are His temple. The Holy Spirit lives in us. Remember, the oil represents what? It's the presence and the working of the Holy Spirit. But sometimes we can be unaware of what's inside of us, like Jacob. Surely the Lord was in this place and I did not know it. Inside this place and I did not know it. Do you know this, this afternoon, you are anointed. You're already anointed. If you've got Jesus on the inside of you, you carry the anointing on the inside of you. And I really sense that God is wanting you to become more aware of His anointing in you and also His anointing that comes on you for a purpose. There are many faces in this room, in college, in schools, in workplaces. And just like Jacob said, surely the Lord was in this place and I did not know it. God's anointing is waiting for you in the workplace. His anointing is waiting for you in your classroom. His anointing is waiting for you in your home with your family. And I really, I feel the weight of heaven. Like Jacob, surely the Lord was in this place and I did not know it. God wants you to know the anointing is in you. Can you lay hands on yourself and say, I have the anointing. Say it like you believe it. I have the anointing. And there's an anointing in your place where only your feet will take you because God wants to partner with us. It's an amazing, amazing picture. And then we go on, we see David, King David. What was he before? He was just the kid out looking after the sheep, doing his father's business. And Samuel the prophet comes along and he taps Jesse in the shoulder and says, one of your sons, I've got to anoint him. He's going to be the future king. And so Jesse brings all seven of his sons and Samuel in his head's like, surely he's the one. He looks strong. He's handsome. He could do it. He looks like a king. Goes all the way through the seven sons that look like surely they're the one and they're not the one. And Samuel says to Jesse, is there anyone else? Is there anyone else? And Jesse goes, well, yes, I've got another the kid. I've got an eighth kid. He's out looking after the sheep. He's a shepherd boy. And I love, again, the anointing. Um, David is out. He's not recognized as a son in his own home, but yet the anointing came and found him and took him from a being a person that looked after his father's business to being a person that looks after the nation's business as a king. So Samuel anoints him. And it just says, the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. And as we pray for you today, I want you to grab a hold of that. The Spirit of the Lord will come upon you from this day forward. 2024 is a new year. There are new mountains that God's wanting us, inviting us to climb. There are new adventures He's wanting to partner with us. There are new battles that we get to engage in. There are new people that will be in this church this time next year because of the anointing. And I really wanna stir you. The anointing is in you. And we're gonna pray the anointing comes on you. Just like David, the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. He went back into the fields looking after the sheep. There was a journey before he got into the palace. But the Spirit of the Lord was with him from that day forward. You're not leaving different. I mean, you're leaving different than the way that you came in today. Excuse me, sorry. Um, and then let's look at Jesus because do you know Jesus, it talks about in Acts 10, 38. Jesus, Peter just says, God anointed Jesus with the Holy Spirit and power. 
Now, I've never seen that before. God anointed Jesus with the Holy Spirit and power. And then Jesus went about doing good, healing all who were oppressed because God was with him. And Jesus, when he gets up out of the wilderness, what does he do? He goes in, he grabs the scrolls of Isaiah, he rolls them out, he opens it to Isaiah 61, and he says, The Spirit of the living God is upon me. He has anointed me. So profound, isn't it? Spirit of the living God is upon me. This is Jesus' words. He has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that the captives will be released. The blind will see. The oppressed will be set free. And that is the time of the Lord's favour has come. It's the anointing that makes the difference. The anointing is what makes the difference. It's not just for the kings and the priests, it's for everybody. You already have the anointing, but there is a fresh anointing like Psalm 92 talks about. He has anointed me with fresh oil. 2024 is a fresh year. What you had last year was good, but you need a fresh oil, a fresh oil of anointing for this year. You know, Isaiah 10, it talks about, um, in 27, it just talks about it's it's the oil of anointing that breaks the yoke. Do you get that? What's in you has got the ability to break bondages. What comes on you has got the ability to break the yoke. What is the yoke? The yoke is what they used to put oxen together with. They would, it's like this wooden cross that would lock them in together so that all they could do was move together, plowing the field. They weren't able to be what they were created to be, wandering around freely until the farmer lifted the yoke off them at the end of the day. And then they were able to wander around or do whatever ox do. It's an amazing picture. That farmer is our father. He's got the ability to lift yokes off of us. He's placed the ability to break yokes off of us. He's given us the anointing. Isaiah 10, 27, it's the anointing that breaks the yoke. There are so many people walking around carrying weights that someone else maybe has put them, maybe a generational curse has come on them. They're heavy. They're carrying the yoke of depression, carrying the yoke of disappointment, carrying the yoke of discouragement, carrying the yoke of, oh, just heaviness. But it's the anointing that will break the yoke. One encounter with the anointing is enough to break the yoke. And I think that's why the enemy loves to hide and make us think, I don't have an anointing. I'm not anointed because he is terrified, terrified of the truth being found out. It's the anointing that breaks the yoke. It sets people free. When people come into contact with you and I, because of the anointing in us, like an awareness, a cultivating, an honouring of the anointing that's in us and on us, there should be, there should be, like Jesus talked about, captives set free. There should be people being able to see who were once blind. There should be people being able to walk out of prison doors because of, not because of you, but because of the anointing of the Holy Spirit. That anointing is the presence and the work of the Holy Spirit. And He wants to use you and me to set people free. The anointing is what makes the difference. Do you know, if you think about it in the natural, have you ever had a squeaky door? Yes, what do you do? You oil it, why? Because it's really annoying. Every time you open the door, you think I really must do something about that. Do you know the anointing is the same? The oil of anointing is the same. It's got the ability to bring quiet. 
to our minds. It's obvious, what would you do? Squeaky door, go get the oil. Why do we put up with the noise? Why do we put up with accusations? Why do we put up with intimidation? Why do we put up with the noise of the enemy when we've got inside of us the oil of anointing? It's the anointing that can break the yoke. Dry and cracked places. Do you know, the more I've looked into this, the more I'm like, this is amazing. I'm trying to do it in 15 minutes. This is amazing. So wineskins, when they became old, they were basically leather bags made out of animal skin. And when they became old, they got a bit dry, they got a bit cracked, but they didn't throw the wineskins away. They would submerge them in oil. They would submerge them in oil and then the dry, cracked, brittle leather was somehow revived. The oil was worked into it and it reached the places that were dry and cracked. It's that same picture. The anointing has got the ability to revive dry and barren and cracked places inside of us. The oil of anointing wants to revive hope in this nation. The oil of anointing, it wants to revive hope in your heart. Maybe today, if you're honest, if you completely put yourself on display, there's parts of your heart and it's like, they're so dry. They're so dry. But I really sense today as you come forward, put in a demand on the anointing because God loves to show Himself strong. He loves to release His oil of anointing. If you're feeling that, just say, God, I wanna be revived. That part of my heart that only you know about, that part of my, my dreams and my visions that only you know about, God, I invite your anointing to come, to revive, to to revive, to minister to that, to make them live again. The anointing heals. I believe in a God that heals. And you know, if you were there at team night on Wednesday, I'm so inspired. Mark's talked about figures, what we're believing for. And he said, let's pray for one miracle a week. I'm like, I can do that. I can do that. Whether it's in Connect Group, whether it's on a Sunday, wherever it is in your workplace, I can do that. What about taking it one step further, one miracle for me in my life whenever I encounter people? That's a stretch. But there is an oil of anointing that's in you and will come on you that whenever you see people in bondage, it will, it will trigger something and you'll be able to release the anointing of healing or whatever it is that people need. You know, the anointing, I used to think, oh, there's so many anointings. There's like the prophetic anointing there's the teacher anointing. Oh, that was a breakthrough anointing. Then I read last week the Simeon and Anna anointing, like the ability to see. I'm like, oh, there's so many. But in my simple mind, let me simplify it for you. Think of a car. What do you need for a car to go? You need to put in fuel. Now, some cars are electric and they need electric to fuel them. Some cars are petrol, they need petrol to fuel them. Some cars are diesel, they need diesel. So the anointing is like the fuel, but depending on what's needed, what vehicle you're in, where you find yourself, that's the type of anointing that can be released in you and through you. So sometimes we complicate it, but it's simple. Just think of the car. The anointing is the fuel and depending on what's in front of you in your workplace, there's an anointing there that God wants to you to partner with. And that will draw from you if it's healing anointing. If it's a breakthrough anointing, that's staring Pharaoh in the eyes and saying, let my people go. That might be 
what comes up, whether it's your prophetic anointing. I don't know what it is, but wherever you find your feet, whether it's in school, university, workplace, at home, there's an anointing and it's just tapping into that. You've got the anointing, but sometimes it shows itself in different ways and you can release it. You can release it. Do you know the anointing can touch pain? I can testify to this. The anointing can touch pain. No human, no counselor, no person can touch the depth of pain like the anointing. Truly, 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 I am a living testimony. I've done counseling, I've talked to people, they've been all really helpful tools, but the anointing has got the ability to touch a very, very deep place and bring healing to that place. You know, if you break your leg, you break your arm, or you've got a big gash, what do you do? You do the natural and normal thing is to protect it. Like, don't come near me, don't touch me. I'm looking after this. I don't want anyone hurting me. It really hurts. And sometimes along life, it can take you on a journey where your soul, it's like your soul can get fractured. Stuff happens, things should have happened that didn't happen, whatever it is, and our soul can get fractured. Do you know Jesus is the lover of your soul? He loves your soul. And He's got the anointing that He wants to release, to touch and heal and bring freedom to the very deepest parts of pain in your soul that maybe you can't even articulate. Maybe there's very, very dark, dark thoughts that you find yourself in when you're by yourself. I've been there, but God's anointing has come and it has touched a part of me that no practitioner can help, but it has released me. It has freed me. And the beautiful thing about Jesus is He doesn't rush you. He goes at the speed that you can handle. He reveals what needs to be healed and then He might go a little bit deeper. But His anointing, you can trust His anointing. It doesn't expose you. It doesn't expose your pain, but it heals your pain. This is available to you today as we pray for you. Addictions, unforgiveness. There's a fresh anointing that is available as we pray today. You know, there's an anointing, it talks about in 1 John 2, that imparts truth. You can think anointed. The anointing helps us take, maybe there's a mess, maybe there's a failure. God's anointing helps you get to a place of success. How? 1 John 2, it says that the anointing imparts truth. You can think anointed. I don't know what it is that you need, but it is available to you. The anointing is in you and the anointing can come on you as we pray for you today. Whatever it is, bring it with faith. Place a demand on God. He longs for you to experience His anointing. Not like Jacob, where you wake up afterwards and go, oh, the anointing was there. That was the place of God and I didn't know it. No, it's here. It's now. It's in you. It's on the person on the right and the left of you and it's available, whatever it is that you need. You know, the anointing can take you from being ordinary to extraordinary. sure if you're getting this. The anointing can take you from being ordinary to extraordinary. The anointing can take you from being natural. Yes, it is. It's God. The anointing can take you from being natural to supernatural. Acts 1.8, it says, you will receive power when my Holy Spirit comes upon you, that power is an enabling power. It's the anointing. It's the presence and the works of the Holy Spirit, enabling you 
not disabling you, enabling you to be all that God has created you to be for the good works that He has prepared since before the beginning of time for you to partake. I've discovered the enemy loves to steal, kill and destroy. But do you know, when you start tapping into the anointing, He comes after you. And I used to think it was personal, like, why me? I'm so discouraged, intimidated and everything's hard. But now I'm like, oh, okay, all right, you're on. Because this is the anointing. This isn't me. This is God in me that you're trying to silence. This is God in me that you're trying to squash. This is God in me that you're trying to intimidate. And that's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. I don't want you to lay hands on yourself and say, that's not gonna happen. It's not going to happen. Intimidation, it's real. Condemnation, it's real. But greater is He, the anointing. Greater is the anointing in He, in you and me, than He that's of the world. God wants to enable you. Whatever it is that you are doing, if it's parenting, you you can parent anointed. If you find yourself in a pickle and you don't know which way to get out, you can be anointed to think like Christ. If you're in the marketplace, you are anointed to be in the marketplace to bring change. Wherever it is that you find yourself, you have the anointing and there's a fresh anointing that is available today. It's in you for you, but it's on you to do. It's in you for you, and it's on you to do. It's for others. We've got to honour the anointing. What does that mean? If I thought for a moment that I was called to be a rally driver, Mark was watching rally driving this week. I was like, they're crazy. I would never do that. But if I thought for a moment that I had the giftings and God had wired me to be a crazy rally car driver, I would what? I would pay attention to it. I would feed it. I would value it. I would ask for advice. I would get other people inputting. It's the same with the anointing. If you walk around not cultivating, not acknowledging, not valuing, not honouring the anointing, then you can't release it. You can't release it. And God wants you to release it. Life is too hard to do by yourself. We need the anointing wherever we go. And just while we were in worship, I really want to pray. Mark's going to come and he's just going to instruct us what we're going to do next. But if you don't mind, if you're under 18, I don't want to embarrass you. But I really, really, really would love for the rest of the church to pray for you. Because it's the anointing. There is so much being thrown at our young people and it is the anointing that breaks the yoke. Do you know, kids getting bullied, I reckon it's because God, because the anointing in them, I was even thinking, there's one of them in particular, I'm gonna come and find you afterwards. I don't wanna embarrass you, but you are anointed. And I really sense that there's been like a battle of bullies around you trying to silence you. But it's not about you, it's about the anointing in you. The enemy's using them to try and shut down, to try and constrict and control. But it's the anointing that breaks the yoke. And so if you are under 18, can we all do this together if you're under 18? Okay, I look like I'm under 18. We're all going to stand up. Okay, I'm going to do it with you. I'm sitting and after three, one, two, three. If you're under 18, stand up. Thank you. Thank you. Can we applaud these guys? (laughs) 
folks around, everybody that's under 18, because what they face is like nothing we have ever seen. And it's the anointing that is going to keep them buoyant. It's the anointing that is going to keep them above the yokes. And so if you are near people or you've got them behind you, could you just stretch out your arms, stretch out your hands to them? I always believe your hands become the hands of Jesus on His behalf when we pray on His behalf. And Father, I do just pray, God, for every child, every teenager, God, every person here who's 18 and under. God, I thank You that You have marked them for miracles, signs and wonders. God, we declare they are marked by Your Holy Spirit. God, we speak the anointing of Your protection over them. God, we speak the anointing of Your blessing on their minds. God, we speak Your anointing, God, protecting them, being their rear guard, being the one that goes before them. God, being the one that envelops them, God. That Father, You would supernaturally, by the power of Your anointing, God, protect, God, the good work that You have begun in them. And Father, we speak to every stronghold, God. We speak to every yoke of oppression that would try and pull them down. No war, not on our watch. God, we agree together as a church and we declare our youth, our children, our young people are marked for miracles, signs and wonders, not for death and destruction, God, that they will go and they will become everything that You have ordained for them. In Jesus' Name, Amen. Amen. All right. Mark's going to instruct us. Thank you for listening today. If you'd like to connect with Equippers Church, then please visit equippers.co.uk and say hello. And if you enjoyed today's message, you can subscribe and share it with a friend. 